ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! I'm Derek. And I'm George. Never kick a fresh turd on a hot day. (laughs) Come on, man. We need to slug away and and go the 15 rounds. Give it our all. We're outnumbered. This country's in trouble. Me and you are just the kind of guys who can pick you're listening to the Derek and George Live Show. Welcome to the Road Less Travel. You're listening to the Derek and George Live Show right here on Blog Talk Radio. We are back. It's 2015. Can you believe that? No. no. Of course no. you can believe it. Well, yeah, you believe it. Here's the big question. It, it sounds it sounds like a number that when I was a kid was, you know, past space. Uh, you, you mean like stuff. back to the future stuff? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, in the year 25, blah, 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 where there was. It just, it, it, it just man, I. Of course. Okay. Ultimately, hopefully, if I live a long and fruitful life, it'll be more years in this. Uh, century than last. But. When you're a kid yeah. in 19, okay, yeah, 68. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. And you thought 2015. What did you think of? What did you think there would be? I mean, did you? Um, or 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 whatever age you were when you started to think about, hey, you know, watching Star Trek or whatever. And and they showed all this futuristic stuff. And then 69, we go to the moon. And you're thinking, this is it. It's the beginning. What did you think? Boy, in 2015, we'll have... I don't, <laughs> you don't know. I don't really remember. Well, I can see these new parts that we're going to have in our show are going to be yeah. just fantastic. Yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of crickets going. No, it, it's hard. I, I I don't really remember. You know, I remember watching the show, and you just it. They're shows. They're fantasy, and you realize they certain aspects may come true, but you. Uh, yeah. We went to the moon in '69, and I thought for sure by by now I'd have a jetpack. I'd have my own jetpack. Where's my jetpack? We got screwed going to the moon. We did. What did we get? Tang and Velcro. That's about it. <laughs> That's about it. Tang, tang was pretty good. <laughs> tang was tasty. Yeah. <laughs> tang was absolutely tasty. You know, I like to mix it with uh, our, our powdered tea, and then we, we called it Tiang. Have yeah. some Tiang, and it was a hot, you know, hot drink. It was very good. Really? Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I will have to try that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Yeah. You are listening to the Derek and George Live Show. You can find us at DerekandGeorge.com. D-E-R-E-K-A-N-D-G-E-O-R-G-E. Man, a lot has happened since we had our last show. I don't even remember when we had our last show. It was last December or something. It was probably the 18th. Cause yeah. Because it wasn't on Christmas and it wasn't on New Year. We've been gone for like three weeks. Uh, some new things that we're going to try on Derek and George, but a lot of things have happened. Uh, Stuart Scott passed away. Yeah. That was sad. Yeah. That was sad. He was sick. Um, but uh, if you if you haven't seen it, I'm going to put it on Derek and George. 
If you haven't seen it, go and listen to his acceptance speech of the Jimmy V Perseverance Award at the ESPYS. Did you Did you ever hear? I I I've, I know I haven't listened. It to was speech. Golly, but it was one really one good. thing kind of it made me feel it, it, we we hear this uh, saying or platitude whatever it is a lot. So and so lost their battle and that's to what, cancer. That's what he and talks he, about. And he, in his very speech, yeah. says, and, 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 and it's very true, if you give it the valiant fight, you don't... That's right. We beat cancer by the way we live our life. It, yeah. Yeah, and, and right after this clip was shown of him saying that, then somebody, he lost his battle to... Right. Okay. Right. It, it, it was... It was Rich Eisen had a great thing on there. Hannah Storm had a great thing. It was It was sad over the weekend. Obviously, uh, we've got football this weekend. My Colts, your Broncos. I've got that. For those of you who will be watching later on YouTube, you'll see all of my my Colts things that are out here. I didn't know if you noticed That's them. That's great. Yeah, it's lovely. Did you notice them? Mm-hmm. They're, they're out there. i got my Colts yeah. cups and okay, got my Colts helmet and everything. Cool. I give us about a 40% chance. A what? About a 40% chance. That's, that's why a lot of things have to go right. Or wrong. It well, all depends on which I team. I equate your team a lot to uh, like the Broncos of the 80s. Yeah. I think your team is where they are because they have a fantastic Elway-esque type quarterback. quarterback. A tough, big, make plays happen, athletic, yep. will win, it can it can much like Elway did, carried the team on his back. I don't think his team is close to his level. Yeah. I don't I, so it, to me if the Broncos play like they well even remotely like they can, I don't I don't I I, I don't give them much of a chance. I do well, however much of give, a chance? Yeah, I would give them if, oh, if Broncos play like oh, Broncos can, okay. I give them a 1% chance. If, okay, yeah. Well, if they are really off, get I just don't think your team has a defense to uh no. Uh, but we'll see. But who know? You know, it's who's going to show up. Your hey. Colts against your cow, the Cowboys. That what was, happened? We had a a, a, a lackluster uh, performance there, much like your and, Broncos versus absolutely. the Rams. And, and the you know, <laughs> so it's or the Bengals, as, as Chris Berman would say, that's why they play the game. But anybody I, can beat anybody. But so, I will huh? say this. The highs and lows between good games and bad games, between, hey, there's the team that we know on the field to who in the world put on the, the, the uniforms today, were much less for the Colts than they were for the Broncos. What happened on the Bengals game? What happened on the Rams game? I mean, just the mm-hmm. the, the games that you're like, this should be a blowout, and then all of a sudden, oh, they swoop in. So... I would say that the Colts have been much steadier during the year than the Broncos have. But yeah. still, with that They're said. Steady. The Broncos steady is more, uh, uh, is more of a high-performance. A, a high-performance sure. vehicle. And I will give you Yours that. is a I will give you Colts that. are an Amish I go, wagon. I go into this game with no, no. illusions, okay? I know. You didn't like that it's the seven point. I, did, I, I kept okay. talking. Okay. I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to hear. I didn't hear. I, I can't. I can't okay. even look at you now. <laughs> Although uh, it's going to be good. I think the Baltimore New England game is going to be a good one. Oh, aren't those Ravens pesky? 
They are. I would. I would love I, to see old Brady just. Actually, get I'm not sure up. who I'd like to see the Broncos play more. Oh, uh, you, you, you always. I, want, I don't you want, want to, to you go want to New Ravens. That's right. So, you want the Ravens to come to the Ravens. High. Always cause problems yep. with Denver and yep. Patriots as well. So I guess if you want problems, uh, take them at it's home. It's going to be fun. We'll talk about it next week when the when the damage is done. We'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, I, I have no illusions. It's. I, I, it, we'll see. I'm a root. I'm a root. A root. But but we will we'll see. And and to be honest with you, the nice thing about it is, I won't feel horrible if the Colts lose, if the Colts lost to the Patriots or the Colts lost to anybody else. You know, if we lose to the Broncos, it'll be okay. It'll be sad. I will wish we would have won. But we'll see. Go Colts. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Hey, we're going to try some. Well, uh, usually we do a little bit of history. Jimbo was talking about Jimbo's the producer of our show, and and we're talking about it. And since we've been on for almost two years now, the history seems to be the same because it just repeats itself. I mean, you got to dig a little bit deeper. Did he dig a little deeper? Well, no. But what we did find out in the later part of the year how uh, how much of a expert you are at this birthday thing. This 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 carnival guessing oh carnival get that would be fun the carnival guessing age thing you just you were amazing at it so today people have birthdays i'm going to give you the person you're going to tell me how old they are okay today all right january 8th or how old they would have been oh oh you're going to pull some yeah historical figures Happy birthday today. Today is uh, January 8th, 2015. Uh, Larry Storch. Do you know Larry Storch? Larry Storch was the corporal in F Troop. F Troop. That's exactly right. Oh, how old? old I don't know. I watched F Troop when I was a little I'm assuming Larry Storch is dead. I'm going to say. I got it. See, here's the thing I, I have to do my math. Okay, got it. See, I'm I'm trying. I don't have a great grasp of how old he was when I watched. Because well, everybody is old when you watch. I will right. say, ninety three years old. Holy crap, he's ninety two. Okay, that's a fan. That's amazing. Well, that's I'm amazing just, I'm just to me that you can do. How much? Oh, I would like, have said like, one hundred and eighty. If, if I'm five and he's thirty, you know, that was you, great. You, okay, Larry Storchip, Soupy Sales. Oh, Soupy Sales on what? Uh, wait, don't tell me. What's your line? Whose line? What line? Uh, I don't know. Soupy Sales is... is well, was, Soupy Sales was a I know comedian, but he yeah, played... I know the name. Uh, I, I'm in parentheses. To, uh, Jimbo, what, in what parentheses, was that game show where... Jimbo has in parentheses I, for me, and I don't oh, know what oh, this no. Milton Hines is. I'm not sure what that is. What was that game? People would come in and say they would pretend that they're a certain person they all claim to be and the the celebrities would guess line. the real um, no i uh i can't remember well anyway is, is that the one with the whole will the real so and so please stand up uh will the real yeah yeah, what is yeah I, that? Th- I, I i think it was I, okay uh, okay i think i think that was what soupy i, re- I How remember old is soupy sales from wow i'll put him uh you know, it's it's he's got to be similar to. No, he's got to. I think he's got to be older than Larry. So I'll put. 
Or maybe not. I was older then. I'll go 96. Uh-oh. I've lost on that one. I'm off. Yeah, I'm trying to do my math here. Uh, 89. He's younger than Larry okay. Storch. Okay, he's young. Yeah. Huh. Must I have, have a brief recollection and a, and a mental picture of what I think Super Sales look like, but I can't remember. Very, uh, very likable. I think everybody likes Soupy Sales. You know where I think I remember Soupy Sales from, but I no, no, I've got somebody else. You know whose you know whose face I have in my head of Soupy Sales. I know it's not Soupy Sales, but I'm wondering if it's close. So you tell me. Does he look anything like Klinger from Mash? Well, I can't get past Klinger's nose. I know. Maybe, maybe the either. hair. Okay, the, have the I curly, think that's curly head. Uh, yeah, a little. Was Soupy okay? All right. But, anyway, okay. you know who else's birthday is today? Do, 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 Elvis do. Presley. Well, since my baby left me, oh, I've had a new place to put. <laughs> How old is Elvis? My baby What's my What's line? my line? That's what I said. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Let's <laughs> see. Ah, the king. The king was... The king uh, okay, would, I, would I believe be that, how old Okay, today? he died in uh, 77, uh, 23, and 15. Carry, the, carry 15, the four. 38, uh, 33, 71 years old. Uh, today, Elvis Presley would have been 80 years old. 80? Oh, my math is... Let me see if my math is... is, I didn't carry a If my math is right, because he was born in 1935, that's 65 years to 2014. Makes sense. Okay, there you go. Okay. So, there you go. And the last one, Jimbo, this is not... This is... This is not... uh, This isn't a plant. This anything. Today is Stephen Hawking's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Birthday. How funny! And that's and, great. And now that you've gotten so, uh, he's seventy-four years old. Actually, let me do it. No, uh, let's see. He would be uh, seventy-three years old. Oh, a year off. So, huh? Very I don't know good. who the heck he is. Other than I have no kids, idea how you could 70. do that by not even knowing Stephen Hawking and then guessing. He said, and and then not to mention, well. If you would have known him, it would have been harder for you because he looks because of the because of the multiple sclerosis and everything. It's hard to tell. Very good. That was that was fantastic. Hey, you know what? We got a couple things that we're going to do uh, during the show. Uh huh. Little tidbit thing. Tidbits. Okay. I'm going to give you one of these, but I'm going to uh, because it's new to you, and because of your rapid fire response to uh, <laughs> the the. The questions that I asked earlier, I can Are, tell that I think I'm going you to. You know, have, you're being facetious. I'm being a little sarcastic. bit facetious. A little bit sarcastic. You know, sarcasm is, is anger's is ugly cousin. Ugly cousin. Yes. I'm going to give you a little bit of heads up on okay. this game. Later on in the show, mm-hmm. and this is going to be something we do all the time because we've gotten some email that people really want to know more about us, and and we we try and keep some things about us you know, off the air and, and those types of things. But but this is going to be a thing that's it's going to give us an opportunity to give to our listeners a little bit, maybe a tidbit of what happened during our week. 
the week uh, in between Thursdays, okay? So what we have, and, and I'll show it to you, even though you probably can't see it, and I can't see it. It's called Derek and George's Wheel of Truth, <laughs> okay? Every week we're going to spin it, and then, so I'm going to give you the, the headings so that you can think that maybe if something comes up, okay? And here's what they are. Sports, maybe something that happened. What, 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 uh, what moved you during the week in sports? What do you think of? Uh, there's another one called, uh, I was watching TV and all of a sudden, fill in the blank. <laughs> there's one called. Uh, okay, I can already fill that one. All right. And, and of course, it's only going to be one of these mm. because we're going to spin the wheel. It, another it, one it, is. The TV thing will be the same for me every week. Oh, will it be? Oh, It'll oh, be, oh. I was watching TV. I looked over at my wife <laughs> who was two minutes ago and now she's asleep. And now she's asleep. Yeah. There's a there's a heading called I wish I wouldn't have. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Uh, there's another one. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to read. Uh, oh, wait, I can't believe what my wife just did. That's mm. a, that's a mm-hmm. heading. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is that's tasty. Mm. And that's something special that you you know what I had something this week. The other one is that's deep. All right. All of a sudden I was sitting there and I got this. Uh, all of a sudden it hit me. My aha moment of the week. Uh, that's manly. Most manly thing that manly, you did. Manly, yes, but I like it too. Uh, and then finally, I feel like a woman. <laughs> the I most unmanly like thing that you did uh, during the week. Okay, so later on in the show, we're going to spin Derek okay. and George's Wheel of Truth. You and I are going to do that. Okay. Another thing that we're going to do, and this, is, this kind of sets us off uh, into our discussion is... And and I, I got this from Solomon Hutch, kind of a little bit. I was thinking it's a sister show that we have uh, on the road less travel. They're on Saturday nights. They do a lightning round. They always do ten questions. Boom! It's a lightning round. I thought, you know what? It, it it would be good to every week just get a sense of where your gut is. You know where you are. Where where where's your head at? Yeah. What have you been thinking about? Lightning. Uh... There's a perception, just calling it a lightning round, yeah. that something is moving in my head quickly. Exactly. So see, so you know, boom, the lightning round. That is, it's, I like that. Reminds me of the spring. Oh, I love spring. I love thunder and thunder showers and a yeah. good storm. So here's what we're gonna do. Yes. I'm, I've got ten yes. either names, words, or phrases that I'm gonna give to you. Boom. You're just going to give me the gut check. What comes off the top of your head? Almost like a verbal Rorschach oh. test. Oh. Okay. All right? Okay. So no thinking about this. Yeah, it may not be lightning. but okay. Well, okay. But lightning implies that it's kind of quick. Okay. Well, All right? You know. Jimbo has uh, the crickets there are, uh, <laughs> lined up. And, I, and if you get the crickets, that's you know, a bad I'm sorry, thing. sorry. You know, I do have a little bit of a relaxed brain. You know what I'm saying, you know? <laughs> that's that's Yo. not it. So we're going to do the Derek and George. Lightning. So just quickly, Tim, what comes off? The, and all of these are from the week, okay? So they're, they're either names, phrases, or something that has something to do within either the week or the last two weeks when we haven't had a show. Oh. So they're, they're current things. So I'm getting a gut check okay. of where you are at. Are you ready? <laughs> let's, let's start. Let's get 
Pelosi, sad, very sad. Trey Gowdy, good, good. I'm, I Jeb, leadership. Jeb Bush, uh, hope he doesn't run. <laughs> North Korea, uh, poor, sad country. American Idol, don't watch. <laughs> Indianapolis Colts, Andrew Luck. Quote: Pick up the flag. There was no pass interference. Oh, Dallas Cowboys got a victory. Okay. <laughs> Peyton Manning is washed up. Get a brain. And finally, on George's lightning round, Stephen Hawking, greatest physicist in the There you have it right there. There's your gut check. You did a fantastic job. Thank you. A fantastic job. So Yes, well, I, I enjoyed your first deal. It's it's like uh, pretty well uh, uh, politics as usual. Same old leadership. Same nothing's changed. Ruling yep. class. You know uh, the, the the way the system is working now. It's just uh, it's so far from the founders. You know they had no idea there'd be lifetime politicians. That that thought right. was just about as remote as. As uh, uh, us getting to Mars now. Well, and that's kind of a little bit what I wanted to talk about, and I have I have it on my, my notes on my run sheet here. Yesterday was the opening, or yes, two days ago, two days ago I think Tuesday was the opening of the 114th Congress, and so uh, along with this lightning round, I, I wanted to get your your gut and your mind uh, thinking about that. Where do you think, or what do you think comes out of this 114th Congress? Boehner reelected as speaker. I think 25 people dissented. Uh, they were punished. I saw on Drudge today that Boehner came out with a statement that says he urged everyone not to, not to punish people, not to have any retribution. I don't think that's true at all. I think you crossed him and you lose your committee. Uh, but I, I did notice that Trey Gowdy, uh, who who uh, uh, who was. Uh, not obviously, but uh, suspiciously absent from the vote, didn't have to cast a vote. But I think he had 25 dissenters from the Republican Party. Uh, I watched the vote. There were a number of people who got one. Gomert got one. I mean, a number of people got one. Nancy Pelosi got the rest. But here you have it once again, the Speaker of the House in the, whole, in the 114th Congress, first time in decades that Republicans have held both uh, both chambers. Uh, what comes out of the 114th Congress? Anything good? Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's just it's just tough to say. If, if they decide to try and okay, let's see what we can work together and find common ground with this president. Mm-hmm. Uh and start- I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. What on earth? <laughs> started we out we right all ahead. thought maybe pipeline would be. The hey, you and- know, uh, maybe we'll. Get- what what this Congress needs to do uh-huh. is they need to pretend like they don't even know who's in the Oval Office and that he's not speaking and pass laws that they believe and are good legislate and legislate yeah. good laws uh-huh. on the principles of conservative Republican uh-huh. values. Go about your business. 
and show what this man and the opposite party is all about. And and it started off right and, away because they came off the table with the Keystone Pipeline and immediately within hours of the 114th Congress, maybe even before from the podium of the of the uh of the the press secretary, uh Obama says you pass the Keystone and I'll veto it. I mean, that's the way the 114th Congress started out. Right. And so it you know, he it, I mean, the 113 left with they, the Cronenberg bill. They need bill. to not pay any attention to him because there's very little I agree with the president on. So yeah. why would I want to there, – there's so little common ground. Where Where is there common ground? I, I, don't, I don't know. So you need to pass legislation that you're you're get this government smaller. The people that elected you want that. They want you to get right. to work, do your job, and if it's not passed, it's not passed. But it's passed in what you you've done, what you can do, and you've done what you said you were going to do. Right, and that and, I think that was the and then that sets you up for showing what you're what you're all about, d- demonstrating your value. But and unfortunately, the the Republicans, I believe, like you and I have said, they eat their young. They'll mm-hmm. they'll get bogged down in the in the 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 war of fighting the 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 so called moderate like McCain's that want to try and appease Democrats for oh they the American people want us to get along but no the American people want want decent legislation legislation that's yeah or lack of whatever repeal a bunch of right stupid stuff yeah and and let the economy get out from uh, from the 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 government's heel. Facebook lit up uh, yesterday, and uh, there were a number of people. I have a good friend back home, uh, Andy Lyons, uh, who is a good friend of mine, very very political, um, libertarian. I would say Tea Party libertarian, somewhere along that line. Everybody was very upset at this speaker vote uh, because. Uh, and 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 a lot of the people who ended up voting for Boehner came out and said, "We saw the way it was going to go. Why get punished? Why lose your committee? Why start off that way?" So I went ahead and voted yes. And his, <clears throat> Andy, especially Andy's point was, you know, we we voted for some of these people to go in and stand up for what their constituents believed they were voting for right, and right yeah. off the bat you you stab us in the back is simply to save your hide and so his his thing is he'll never vote for another republican again you know and well and 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 that that's sad and I understand I that and that's that's what the republicans do because not only is that what the Republicans and, 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 do, that's what the Democrats liber- want liber- voters well, to that's, do. Well, that's right. They're they want to say, "I'm not going to vote you for want... you." I'm going to split your vote. I'm going to split you. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to section pr- you off and say, "You're Tea Party. You got to vote for those people. Don't ever vote for anybody else. You're Libertarian. Don't ever vote for Republican." The Democrats are going to split the vote and water us down, just like we always do, and we're going to walk right into that trap. And mm-hmm. and unfortunately. There isn't. We're going to talk about this because I want to ask you this. And we're going to come back for a break because we're we're going to take a break here in a second. But I'm going to ask you: 
is it possible ever then for us to somehow have a godsend Republican candidate that can speak to all of our dissenting ranks? Is it possible to have somebody that the Tea Party can say yes? Because I can tell you this, Jeb Bush isn't that guy. Jeb Bush isn't that guy. And if there is a growing number of people who say, like Andy on Facebook, I will never vote for Jeb Bush. Never, ever. We just lost a Republican vote in the general, if that's if yeah. that's the guy. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to take a break, and, and we're going to talk about that. I don't, I don't see one yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Mike Huckabee's decision to uh, leave Fox News because he couldn't bring it himself to say that he he might not run for president. Uh, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what Glenn Beck said uh, that I thought was very interesting and I think very true uh, about about this uh, upcoming primary in 2016 and the debacle that will ensue within the Republican Party as we rip each other apart. So stay with us on the other side of this break. We're talking about uh, the 114th Congress. We're also going to have the uh, Derek and George Wheel of Truth coming up, as well as the Ask George questions. So stay with us right here on Derek and George Live, Blog Talk Radio. If you watch a game, it's fun. If you play it, it's recreation. But if you work at it, it's golf. A golf course should aspire to generate as much energy as it consumes. And four miles north of Marion, Indiana, is a golf course that does just that. 6,690 yards of pure energy. Arbor Trace Golf Club is a course that's beauty is matched only by its bite. A course that can test not only the steel of one's nerves, but the metal of their irons. It's a course for the beginner who desires to learn the game as well as the player who is ready to challenge it. So whether you're looking to play just for the fun of the game or the opportunity to work hard on it, Arbor Trace Golf Club is the course for you. Give Arbor Trace Golf Club a shot because in golf, the most important shot you ever make is the next one. i 
Graduation day is almost here. You've worked so hard, and now it's all paying off. Everyone will be telling you how proud they are. Give them one more thing to be proud of. Celebrate graduation safe and sober. Don't let drugs and alcohol threaten what you've worked so hard to achieve. This message is brought to you by Southeast Health Group, your local resource for drug and alcohol treatment. Call 1-800-511-5446 for more information about a safe and sober graduation. You're listening to Derek and George Live on the Road Less Traveled, Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Derek and George Live show right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministry. We're talking about the 114th Congress and people being upset, particularly, I would say, Tea Party libertarian uh, individuals who, who sent new people, some new people, into the 114th Congress, especially into the House of Representatives, with the idea of finally our beliefs are being uh, are being represented or being represented, and then being uh, what they consider to be stabbed in the back uh, on the very first uh, thing that they do in the 114th Congress in, in electing uh, a Speaker of the House. Uh, there was this thought when the new Congress was elected, especially at, right in November after it, that, that Boehner's days were numbered. Uh, and he was able to hold on and rally his troops. They whipped enough votes. I think they needed 208, I believe, something like that. Was 204 to get the majority. And he got 216. So he held on. Uh, and now people that I that I follow on Facebook and, and a lot of people in the comments are saying that's it we've had it I'm never voting for a republic quote unquote a republican again I don't know what yeah, they consider and, and, tea partiers and libertarians to be and unfortunately that's uh that's really sad because basically what you're saying is you're going to try and ensure that the candidate that agrees even less with you Mm-hmm. is going to get elected. Absolutely. That's that's what they're going to do. So is there any hope then that in this in – this, because it started, 2015 starts it. I mean you've got two – almost two full years of, of campaigning. Uh, people have said, oh, okay, I'm not going to announce until later on in the spring or whatever. But there's the idea, and we know the candidates that are potentials. Is there anyone – in the Republican Party, as we start 2015, that we can look forward to and saying, okay, I think we can all rally around this one. Not, I don't really care about the primaries because people are going to eke out their primary wins. You know, I, that, that split vote is, is what the primary is about. I'm talking about in the general next November in 2016. Is there anybody that can that can be a person where a friend like like Andy Lyons, my friend, could say, "I can vote because I can guarantee I can I can name names right now." Jeb Bush is at the top of the list that he would absolutely not vote for on principle. 
Is there anybody on the horizon that can well, do that? Well, under under that the uh, that idea, no. Because if you're only going to vote for somebody that's ninety percent aligned with you, mm-hmm. you're not going to vote for anybody. So does it always in your opinion? Or you're always going to vote for your your particular libertarian candidate or whatever that you know espouses your views, but that's that's not going to happen. Yeah, and I think that's that's going to be the problem. And so, no, if 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 people can't vote for. Well, sadly enough, we need to get a little more mentality right now. Mm-hmm. I believe that you and I have. I don't uh, of voting for the person that'll screw up the country the least. Yeah, and and that's that's sad. That's that is sad to yep. say. Yes, but but we're you there. know I am I sad Boehner's uh, elected speaker yes. of the house. Yes, because I I, I want. New blood. I want the old style politics gone. Right. As a president, we we talk a lot about experience. I want a man of of virtue and character. Or a woman. I would like, or a woman. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, that I I don't want him to be experienced. I could care less. The president we have is not experienced, but he's not an incredibly crummy president because he doesn't have experience. He's yeah, that's an incredibly not crummy. crummy experience because he has incredibly crummy ideas of mm-hmm. America and what makes America strong and, right. and whatnot. Right. I want a man of principle, character, virtue. Uh, or a woman. Or a woman. Yeah. I, like I said, I can I can name and, a, a and number. Right, right now, I would be leaning. I don't know tons about him, but I've said this before. My my guy so far that I like the lens, I like what I've how I hear him, how I read him thinking ben is Ben Carson. Ben Carson. Now the media would crucify him because yes. he's a, a black and tends to lean towards liberal principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's the beauty of the primary. Is that because of the primaries, we get to vote who we – I think the primaries are really that opportunity to say, this is the person I would like to be in the White House. The general election, just like you said, it has really turned into who is it that's going to screw up the least and, and, or who is closer to my, to my beliefs. Primaries, we get – the luxury of saying that's my guy, that's my girl, what if that's that's who I want. Ben Carson is not going to win the presidential primaries. He's just not. But you have the opportunity to vote for him and still not really screw the party. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I that that's where I think you'll see. I think that'll be a good guide and, and a, a good lens to look through to say that's where our party is. This is where our party is. With that said, right now, at this particular time, knowing what people have said up to 2015, who ends up in the who wins the primaries, who wins the nomination right now, for you? Don't have a clue. Really, see, I think unless something goes really bad, I think Jeb Bush is going to be our 
are. Yeah, and and that. Uh, and I don't know that that's good for the party. His, well, the 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 problem I have, and I agree with his mother. Isn't there some somebody else? else? Uh, somebody, another fan. The uh, families of power. These, mm-hmm. These dynasty, the that, that is everything mm-hmm. that this country was formed against. Right. You know, our our fathers specifically did not like that that uh, power in a in a class. That's class, and and I I just and, and can you imagine not more Bush? It just Bush, I would Bush, everything's Bush's <coughs> fault, George Bush's fault. So it, it just oh, I would agree. Be so horrible. I would agree that that is true. That it that on principle, dynastic families and dynastic power is not good for the country. But if you look in a if you look in a a primary and a general, you also have to look at it under the uh, under the the idea of when you ask that question, the question that his mom asked, isn't there somebody else who can do the? Unfortunately, right now the answer is no. Well, I think there's tons of people. There's they're t- not I able to. I think there's to, tons of people, but I the, don't think the there's anybody. The whole system that, is geared around uh, to get to that office. You have to be a. Unfortunately, that's that's uh, the, true. But my whole point is: is there anybody now who's heavyweight enough to take on Hillary Clinton besides Jeb Bush and his name and his money? Who can who can do it? Anybody else that we put in there right right now? Looking, if I'm reading the signs right now, if I'm looking at the field right now, who else can go up against her? Mitt? Well, any Ben uh, Carson can't beat Hillary Clinton. Mike Huckabee can't beat Hillary Clinton. Oh, I, 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 any, any candidate in in the Republican field should be able to easily defeat her if you had a Republican electorate that was not like your friend. But we don't. That's my point. We don't. Yeah, well, we're so, so looking at the well, lay of the land right and now. And that's why I've said then we're done. And I agree. We're toast. I agree. I so no I, it, I see it, no hope. It's not looking for the right person. It's changing it's changing the way you vote and the way you try and work. And what's the unfortunately the thing that is fueling that mm-hmm. is the very stuff that fueled your free and and mm-hmm. reasonably so I understand that oh, I've I understand been there the and way I've that done Andy that feels. I, absolutely you I, know we're all with him I that's right and I and can't that's you screwed what me again. the the Republicans need to realize is that you you go and you vote and you represent your people and then. Uh, and then you stab them in the back and vote another way now that you're there. Then and that's well, frustrating. Well, the, the the idea that you're stabbing Boehner in the back by mm-hmm. saying, you know, is there no statesmanship? No one can go to him and say, you know, John, I think 
overall, here's the differences I have, and I, you know, respect you as mm-hmm. a person, but you know what? I'm doing this. I'm voting for this guy. I think it's best for the country. Where, where is that mentality? It's, it, is it yeah. all? And and if there is none of that, and that ability to look and say, I understand, then we're lost that's, already. I mean, that's, we, we are I mean, lost. Yes, yeah, that's 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 the whole. Uh, I think that's the whole frustration with people. That, you know, in my opinion, the only thing that can happen that will never happen, the only thing that could possibly happen for us uh, to somehow rise from the ashes, and people, a lot of people say, well, look, it's, it's tilting. Look, the Congress just changed Republican. We're on our way. <clears throat> voting for representatives and senators is a lot different than voting for the president of the United States. It's just, it's totally different. People are are more willing to stay home, to cast a dissent vote, uh, whatever. The only thing I can see happening are these, are the tea partiers, are the liberal or or the libertarians, or either what we would probably call moderate mainstream Republicans is for the Republican party to get together and say, you know what? We're going to come up, and it would take incredible humility, and it would never, ever happen, is to say, this is our guy, this is our girl, and now if it's mainstream conservative uh, Republican, the Tea Party and Libertarian candidates have to now come back and convince their people this is why we need to go with this individual. If it's a libertarian, the mainstream Republicans need to say, this is why we need to do that. It will never happen, but we need to get behind one person and say, let's talk about what, what our, what our uh, similarities are instead of arguing about what all of our differences well, are. Well, that, that's true, but we, we also – And that's the know, biggest pipe. That's diversity the biggest pipe within the, the party should be a strength, but the Republicans look at Absolutely. it as a weakness. And that's where the Democrats uh, are very strong. They they embrace the fact that not everybody in their party feels that way. We and have clear absolute, on the left, and that, and that is actually that's a much better uh, view of people and society. And to to think that you know of all these Republicans, we should all feel. The same way Absolute, we should all be. I absolutely and, agree. And the that Democrats diversity. are much better. And diversity is fantastic. It should be there. Uh, I guess my point is, is that within the Republican Party, diversity has become our Achilles' heel, because now we have people like my friend, who because of diversity, because of what has happened, because of the differences of opinions and votes that have been cast and directions that have been taken by mainstream Republicans, that diversity now has become such a sticking point that it's actually causing people mm-hmm. to turn on each other. Yeah. So our diversity, I think diversity, that's what I'm saying. Why can't we, 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 add, we, we need to have some sort of come to Jesus meeting that says this is why diversity is good. This is why you could vote for Jeb Bush even though he's common core, even though he, he holds a differing opinion than you might have on immigration. This is why you could get behind Jeb Bush. This is why Ben Carson is okay even though – but we have, we have uh, put ourselves in this box just like we've talked about before. We have become one or two button issue people. 
if this person believes this, I don't care what party they're in, they're done. If they voted for the immigration bill, if they voted yes on the Cromnibus bill, if they voted yes on on Obamacare, whatever, they're done with me. We have no room for diversity anymore. Diversity has become a, a horrible, horrible word in the Republican Party. And there, no one can fit. Yeah, instead of using that fit to within your our strengths uh, of, of getting legislation passed, you know, some of your more liberal Republicans up in the northeast part of the state that could, could probably help you pull some stuff, mm-hmm. uh, legislation, we're, we're just, we act like they aren't even Republicans. Right. Or we call them rhinos. Right, and you know? and so it's it's uh, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't expect much from this 114th Congress except for the same back and forth. Before it was the House if, versus the Senate, now it's going to be the Congress versus the White House. I mean, that's all. That's all it's going to be. We're not going to get anything done. Yeah, I, I, all I all I hope is that the Republicans learn to embrace themselves see your differences appreciate them and don't forge enemies over differences of opinion when when the basis of what you believe you have many similarities right now i see nothing good from the 114th congress for this main reason and i haven't heard it from anybody i'm sure people have said it uh but this main reason there we now have quote unquote, the power of Congress. The only thing that does for us is that puts us in a, in a position to do things that will make people hate us even more. Before, we could blame the Senate. Now we can't blame any. Now we'll, we'll try and blame the White House. We'll say, oh, we passed, we're, we're passing bills. But if we don't get this right, in two years, in six years, we're done. We've got we have the opportunity right now to do something good. And if we don't do it, we're not only gonna not have the the Democrats that we never have, we're gonna lose a bunch of people and it's just gonna be split. This is to me, this is the defining moment of the Republican Party. If we don't get our act together, we might as well just split and and go to a three or four or five party system because the Tea Party people and the Libertarians are going to turn on us and destroy our party. I'm not saying they're the ones destroying the party. Right. But yeah. And and we both appreciate the sentiment. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with a lot of Tea Parties and Libertarians. Anyway, Hey, I wanted to bring this up before we get to the Wheel of Truth. The Wheel of Truth. And we've got just about a few minutes. I'm going to read it. And so it's a little lengthy, but I it came on the it came on Facebook today. And I just I thought to myself, I wonder what George would say about this. I just really would. It comes, okay. And we've talked about this individual a number of times. Mike Rose, I, I, I like Mike Rowe. I like the way Mike Rowe writes. I make, and not too long ago, a, a little while ago, Mike Rowe had talked about uh, the idea of uh, somebody had said, follow your passion, and, and he talked about how much he, he kind of disliked that that statement. 
And I want to read something to you. He had a, a response to an individual who wrote to him. This guy named Stephen had said, Hi, Mike, let me begin by saying I love you, blah, 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 blah. However, I'm confused by your directive to not, quote, unquote, follow your passion. I think it can be safely argued that if no one followed their passion, companies like Apple, Microsoft, Dow, and many more wouldn't exist. If no one follows their passion, who innovates? Who founds companies that provides jobs for the outstanding workers that your foundation aims to help? This is Mike Rowe's response. And, and like I said, when I read it, I thought, I've got to see what, George, it's a little lengthy, but let me read it. He says, hi, Stephen. A few years ago, I did a special called The Dirty Truth. In it, I challenged the conventional wisdom of popular platitudes by offering dirtier, more individualistic alternatives. For my inspiration, I looked to those hackneyed bromides that hang on the walls of a corporate America, the ones that extol passerby to live up to their potential by, quote, unquote, dreaming bigger working smarter, and being a better team player. In that context, I first saw Follow Your Passion displayed in the conference room of a telemarketing firm that employed me 30 years ago. The words appeared next to an image of a rainbow arcing gently over a waterfall and disappearing into a field of butterflies. Thinking of it now still makes me throw up in my mouth. Like all bad advice, Follow Your Passion is routinely dispensed as though its wisdom were both incontrovertible and equally applicable to all. It's not. Just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean you won't suck at it. And just because you're determined to improve doesn't mean that you will. Does that mean you shouldn't pursue a thing you're passionate about? Of course not. The question is, for how long and to what end? When it comes to earning a living and being a productive member of society, I don't think people should limit their options to those vocations they feel passionate towards. I met a lot of people in dirty jobs who really love their work, but very few of them dreamed of having the career that they ultimately chose. I remember a very successful septic tank cleaner who told me his secret of success. He said, I looked around to see where everyone else was headed, and then I went in the opposite direction. Then I got good at my work, then I found a way to love it, and then I got rich. Every time I watch the Oscars, I cringe when some famous movie star, trophy in hand, starts to deconstruct the secret to happiness. It's always the same thing, and I can never hit mute fast enough to escape the inevitable cliches. Don't give up on your dreams, kids, no matter what. Don't let anyone tell you that you don't have what it takes. And, of course, always follow your passion. Today we have millions looking for work and millions of good jobs unfulfilled because people are simply not passionate about pursuing those particular opportunities. Do we really need Lady Gaga telling our kids that happiness and success can be theirs if only they would follow their passion? There are many examples, including those you mentioned, of passionate people with big dreams who stayed the course, worked hard, overcame adversity, and changed the world through sheer pluck and determination. I'm going to skip down uh, towards the end. He says, when I was 16, I wanted to follow in my grandfather's footsteps. I wanted to be a tradesman. I wanted to build things and fix things and make things with my own two hands. This was my passion, and I followed it for years. I took all the shop classes at schools. I did all I could to absorb the knowledge and skill that came so easily to my granddad. Unfortunately, the handy gene skipped over me, and I became frustrated, but I remained determined to do whatever it takes took to become a, a tradesman. One day I brought home a sconce from Woodshop that looked like a paramecium, and after a heavy sigh, my grandfather told me the truth. He explained that my life would be a lot more satisfying and productive if I got myself a different kind of toolbox. This was almost certainly the best advice I'd ever received, but at the time it was crushing. It felt contradictory to everything I knew about persistence and the importance of staying the course. It felt like quitting. But here's the dirty truth, Stephen. 
staying the course only makes sense if you're headed in a sensible direction. Because passion and persistence, while most often associated with success, are also essential ingredients of futility. That's why I would never advise anyone to follow their passion until I understood who they were, what they want, and why they want it. Even then, I'd be cautious. Passion is too, impor- is too important to be without, but too fickle to be guided by. Which is why I am more inclined to say, don't follow your passion, but always bring it with you. Hmm. What do you think about that? We talk all the time about that. I mean, we, we hear that all the time. Follow your passion. Do, do, do what, you, what you're passionate about. And here's Mike saying, you know what? <clears throat> that isn't always the case. Well, that's that's just good common sense level headedness. There, follow your passion is a is, is, as as Austin Powers said. <laughs> what does it mean, Basil? You're pulling what out the big it, gun quote. What does it mean, baby? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is. Pulling yeah, out the big passion, gun. Now, there's very few people that have a love of something, mm-hmm. or so passionate about something, they can go and, and make a living in it. I'm right. very much – Mike Rowe is very sensible. Yes. He realized that you and I have talked about the idea of people say, oh, you can be whatever you want to be, honey. No, well, you can't. Well, the, the, the kids uh, wearing glasses that are as thick as mm-hmm. uh, you know beer bottles uh-huh. on the end, he's not going to be an astronaut right. or he's not going to – you know, think there's certain things can't be fixed to make, and there's certain limitations, and and yet we want our kids to dream. That idea is nice, dream big. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to work, I very much agree. There's people that think, oh, I'm not, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not suited to that. Just, well, it's 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 a job. Right. You need to make money. Mm-hmm. And if, if you have passion for something and need to. To keep, you should always pursue what you think you love, but don't be blinded into believing you can always make a living with just that. Right. And I just thought that was uh, interesting, and I, 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 yeah, I think his response was very, very well. I think uh, so done. too. We're going to put that up on uh, Derek and George's Facebook. I'll put that on if you want to, if you want to read uh, the entire thing. Hey, you know what? It's time for what? it is time for Derek and George is Wheel of Truth. Okay, and so uh, I love this little jingle. Here it comes. Derek and George's Wheel of Truth. Okay, now hopefully this whole Wheel of Truth thing won't get us in trouble. It all depends. So remember what this is. This is this is for the fans of Derek and George who want to know a little bit more. About our week and maybe something that happened during the week. So we're going to spin the Wheel of Truth here. Let me get it up here. And you can find the Wheel of Truth on DerekandGeorge.com. You can go there, <laughs> spin it yourself, and see what it is. So here we go. We're going to spin the Wheel of Truth. The way it goes. Okay, are you starting out this? Uh, and we've landed on... That's tasty. That's tasty. All right. Now, now obviously, that, that tasty, that's tasty is, is something during the week. That maybe that you had that that you hadn't had in a while, or or some that you just thought to yourself, "Golly, that's tasty. Mm-hmm. That's tasty." No, you're starting it out. Oh, I'm starting it out. That's the what happened during the week. Did did you have a that's tasty moment? I did. 
Uh, then I want to hear about it. And I, I haven't had it for like three or four weeks because I really? found out how many calories were in it. And All I right. So you're going to ruin it by putting in this whole calorie thing. Yeah. yeah. That's horrible. Don't do that. Well, go, as, go in another as, way. as you know, I travel on uh, one day of the week. Head, yes. head east, and yes. uh, Los Animas has Does this a has Dairy to do Queen. With Dairy Queen, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dairy Queen owns, uh, or vice versa, uh, Orange Julius, and oh, I, yeah. I just, uh, I, I've been laying off a the strawberry Julius. I always get the large. Yes. That's and you've been laying off because of calorie purposes. Yeah, I was wondering why my pants. <laughs> Your pants. Well, I'll tell you, anymore. calorie for another that's tasty yeah. is the chocolate. The uh, no, it's a uh, uh, fra- uh, not frappuccino. It's a ca- uh, moulatte. The moulatte. Oh, that's good. That's huh? like eight hundred calories. That's large. T- yeah. That is tasty. Yeah. Also tasty, my friend, is the <laughs> strawberry Julius. Very and so tasty. you had one, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking. Don't. Do <laughs> don't it. do it. Don't. Did not prudent. Not prudent. But I did it. it. But you did it. I did it. And the that strawberry. Was you know, and and uh, mine's the same way because it's one of those things that you don't have very often. But it, what and, you have? You know what? Uh, you and I went to Mexico City. Oh yeah. You know, and I absolutely love it. And, and I think even when I ordered it, I said, you know what? I, I should order something different on the menu just to be. Uh, my wife goes crazy when I, because of my OCD type of thing. Of mm-hmm. oh, you got to have the same thing over and over and over again. But I hadn't had it for for a while. It's Mexico City's deep fried burrito. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's tasty. That's good. That I mean, is good. I, yeah, I, and that was the day I had the pork and avocado. Yes. Smothered in the. Oh. Yeah. God. So see, you you really you that really added tasty. on the cat. That was Ooh. tasty. Oh. I would encourage man. anybody. Uh, and. Anybody who's around the La Junta area, try Mexico City's deep fried burrito. Uh, it gets tasty. <laughs> it's tasty. So that that's one of the things that we're going to be doing with the wheel. Just a little tiny thing to give people a glimpse into the things that we experience uh, during. Now next week if we spin it. If it's that's tasty again, we will spin it again. We don't want to keep uh, repeating, but uh, but it's something fun. Like say, you can go on Derek and George, spin the wheel yourself. Um, and and see what you get. Maybe maybe it will help you uh, answer some questions about your week, and hopefully you'll enjoy the Wheel of Truth. In the same vein, uh, here in La Junta, we got a small town. I would say, would you consider? I'd consider us a small town, wouldn't you? We're yeah, small town. We're small. We got a taco. We're not bell. tiny. No, we're small. We got a taco. Taco Bell. And it opened up. And I would say that the opening was less than smooth. Although I'm not blaming Taco Bell. They ran out of food one day, which is understandable when there's You know, I heard that was not correct. Is that wrong? Well, apparently they had a freezer issue. Oh, okay. Or free refrigerate, and some food went bad. So for so whatever reason, they couldn't yes, serve the food. They, yeah, yeah. So they didn't actually just run out of food. They just yes. didn't have food that was capable of being right. served. Inquiring minds wanted to know about that. There you go. Huge line. Yeah. I've yet to be, <laughs> uh, have yet to go uh, to Taco Bell. So anyhow, uh, if you're down here in the southeast Colorado, uh, come to La Hanna, try Mexico City's deep fried burrito, stop by Los Animas, pick up uh, any one of those multitudes of high calorie intake uh, 
Dairy Queen is Death in a Cup. Whatever it is. I, I have no I have no room to talk about death in a cup uh, for the amount of calories from a uh, from an orange Julius. Do you like when ice I cream? Suck down, do you like ice cream? I do. I mean, yeah, I do. ice cream is a I do like ice cream. Mine. I love it. Yeah, I do like it. Although I have to say I like deep fried burritos better. And that's just death on a plate. <laughs> Although each one of those, no fault of the maker at all, just tasty. I think that's I think and and I think you find out that the things that are worse for you or or the things that are are the least healthy for you are the things that actually taste the best. Yeah. Okay. Here's where I will disagree with you. Now, okay. You, you can disagree, but that. you'll be wrong. I, but that's fine. Okay. So go and, ahead, there. And, and this act and absolutely repulsed you. The thought, but yeah. on my way uh, uh, driving too, you I packed a lunch. No, I okay. eat. I ate a green pepper. Yeah, I love green pepper. Just raw yeah. green pepper, very yeah. tasty, and a honey crisp apple. Oh, <sighs> just it was. That was tasty. That was tasty. Yeah, honey see, crisp apple, and see those are incredibly healthy. Okay, that's yeah. real food right there. It is. That's food that you don't eat very much. That's food that you just should. out of the ground. Right. That's that. I don't eat them. I don't like. It. I don't like it. No, yeah. I, eat, I eat fruit. I just don't like. No, I just, I just, just don't like the. You're really weird. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, that's the wheel of truth. Hey, you know what? I we got to get to this. Ask George question. We got uh, 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 ask George question, and again, you can go on DerekandGeorge dot com. D e r e k a n d g e o r g e DerekandGeorge dot com, and click the Ask George button. It'll take you right there. You can ask George a question. We got a question from a girl named Wendy. When in, everyone in, knows it's Wendy. Who's walking down the streets of the city? You don't know that song? I it's familiar to me, but I don't know where it's smiling at everybody. I thought that was Gidget. Da 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 da. Jim, help me out. Da, Is it Wendy? Everyone knows it's Wendy. Okay, who sings That's that? kind of Ethel Merman doing Wendy. I saw right? that. Ah, I, that was my New Year's it resolution was. to sing more like yeah, but Ethel Merman come every from? now and Where's then. Where's that song coming Everyone. from? Uh, well, I know the Pride of the Valley band had that as like theme song in 69 or something. Uh, it's a song. Well, they were, they were uh, top of the charters. It's a song. They? Wendy, who did that? Uh, they should stop. Uh, <laughs> Whoever did it should stop. It's a... I know the Shame tune. Shame on you! I That's know the a tune. Wonderful tune. I know the from tune. The late '60s. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, anyway, Wendy. Uh, we got Wendy from Memphis, Tennessee, and she's got a question for George. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Hey, and I thought, I picked this one out. One, because it's a good way to start off the new year. It's a very positive one. We get enough of the negative ones of name-calling and, and all of that. But this is an individual who actually enjoys uh, listening to our show. Dear Derek and George, I absolutely love the both of you and your show. I look forward to every Thursday and listening to both of your voices coming out of my computer. I have made a New Year's resolution to share your show with as many people as I can. I'm a single mother with three boys, and I make them listen to your show and then tell them that's the kind of man I want you boys to become. You are smart, witty, sensible, and funny, but most of all, you're genuine, and that is so rare today. Please keep up the good work if you only continue, if only to continue giving my boys a beacon of what real men should be. George, my question is, 
what is your favorite thing to do in your spare time? That's a nice wind. The Beach no. Boys did windy. Did. Oh, from the album All Summer Long. Oh, wait, wait. They may have done. I don't. It was a cover. I. I don't a, think they did. They, they they did it, but I don't. F64. No kidding, they made that. I I think there was a redo a few years. No, I I'm sure a lot of people did covers I, of it. Beach. I don't think the Beach Boys made it famous, though. I don't. So you're saying that the Beach Windy. Boys couldn't make the song famous, but the Red River Bottom, Wait, fat, the, yeah, bottom well, foggy, foggy Bottom River well, Valley yeah, Band. Yeah, that's what I'm saying there. <laughs> I, I think I I don't know. It just doesn't sound right that that is a. A Beach Boys made song. I don't know. You know, like, like, yeah, okay. I don't okay, know. Okay, back to the. Hey, it's quest. a very, yeah. very nice, yeah. very nice letter. Wendy, Thank you, Wendy. Yes, Thank you so excellent. much for that. Thank you for those. So, George, very... what is it that you like to do in your spare time? Three, three boys. Three boys. Wow, Wendy, single mother, three you're boys. You're busy. Yeah, you are a busy lady. Yes, very, very much so. Ah. Uh, what is it I like to do in my spare time? Well, it depends on the season a lot. That's true. Uh, that is true. Because I can imagine one of the things that you're going to say. Yes. Well, I always like I like moving. I'm not a big sitting fan, so mm-hmm. I, I like moving. So I always like exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, exercise. I wouldn't say a nut. I'm yeah. a nut of a different breed, but I like exercise, uh, particularly tennis. Yeah. Uh, now, t- tennis on the in the in the good weather, right? But uh, uh, I'm getting where I probably read a little more than I used to because I can sit for longer periods. I love reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike my friend Derek, Derek reads uh, things that improve his mind. I read novels. Exactly. Like novels. Uh, what else do I like to I do? Know. I love to. Play games like you know, and you're kind of a gamey yeah. guy. But my wife yeah. and I—I'm on a bad roll. She's been kicking me in. No the kidding. Yeah, we, we had it. We, we had an we, ultimate sequence game the other a while back. Yeah, we we lost. play uh, we play you know board games, a lot of cards, yeah, cribbage. Uh, that's one of we my favorite activities girls. on the uh, uh, in the fair weather is is sitting on the front porch and mm-hmm. playing playing. Uh, yeah, card games. But uh, I I love – I don't get to do enough of it. Anymore. I, I love yard work. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Mowing. Yep. I had a yard business where I look – I love mow yards, work outside in yards. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and other than that, I don't <laughs> – Other than that, I don't do anything. I guess it. my hobby is kind of working on – Things, buildings, you know, yeah. I've remodeled and have, re- you know, two or three rentals and mm-hmm. just enjoy. Uh, I noticed that playing with your grandchildren work. wasn't in there. Well, it, you know, why did I not mention that? I, do, I Evidently, you like those I, other things better. I guess maybe I didn't consider it a spare time. I, and I think that's it. I think that's the whole time. That's 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 the job of a grandpa. That you just do things with your grandpa. And obviously, you enjoy being with your grandchildren. But but I think this was one of those. And and I think the question was kind of the spare time was what do I do 
If, when if I've got spare when it's time, just me. When it's yeah, just I you. think the spare time yeah. threw me off. Just, I think just, that's and I think that's just, the question that it, that Wendy was asking is when it's just you, because obviously we do all kinds of stuff with with family and those types of things, and we enjoy those things. But what is it that you do when it's just you and you've got some spare time and and yeah. and but. Yeah, interesting, Wendy. I want uh, thank you so much. First one of the the year of 2015. I th- I thought that was incredible. That one lifted my spirits uh, a little bit, and it was good to 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 read that one. And I want to thank you so much and encourage you as much as you possibly can to fulfill your New Year's resolution and share the Derek and George show with everybody uh, that you come in contact. So, uh, Wendy from Memphis, Tennessee. I don't know if that's the answer that you were looking for. That George, that's George's story, and he's sticking to it. That's my story. resolutions do you do it do you not have it you said that you did have one uh and that you were working on it and so i wanted yes, my you to wife sh- really wants me to stop it already i saw so i wanted you to share that with our fans because well, because it, you do have a new it, year's it resolution was, it was if i were going to sing more songs to sing them as ethel merman would sing them there's no business like show business <laughs> and so whatever song pops into your head Sing it like, do it like Ethel, Ethel Merman. Ethel Merman. And, uh, and, and so we're eight eight days it into was the January, year. How is that going? Well, January 3rd, I believe my wife really was. <laughs> that by the 3rd, it was over. Yeah. I don't think there's probably anybody else that has made that New Year's resolution. It sounds unique. It's it's unique. It yes. sounds unique. I'm not a big resolution Although, guy. I can imagine that back in her day, Ethel Merman might have made that. New Year's resolution is just to keep singing like I'm singing. Well, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but I think as a, a, a very small child, like age five or something, mm-hmm. watching television with family, I guess I liked Ethel Merman. I don't, I, I don't know. That answers so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many questions that answers in my head. She really belted out, though. <laughs> So 2015 is upon us. What are you looking forward to in this year? What are you looking to? You're like, 2015 is here. Where's my jetpack? What are you looking forward to? What what do you think this new year is going to bring? Uh, I have no idea. I don't don't care. No, I don't have future. You know, pretty much I just... You live in the moment. Una di alaves. Is that mm-hmm. ooh yes, yeah very nice yeah. one day at a time one day friend. at a time and if I'm here on 2016 great I I hope to be yeah uh, so you're a carpe I, diem kind of guy very much see yes, the, I, you I are think, a day guy. I think it, it's a degree of reasonableness you need to plan financially mm-hmm. your future that you you will live to be old sure but don't forsake these things in our our life now and then you know too many people you know you kick it and then wow yeah you you do need to appreciate each 
Mm -hmm. each day. And you know me, I'm a simple man. I've talked about that. You probably do not get as much. If I've seen a great sunrise, wow. Yeah, that that doesn't do anything for me. I just, you know, sit down with a cup of coffee, look at the sunrise, five, ten minutes, just that that is a start of an incredible you know day that goes life. along that goes along christine my wife was saying this to me the other day and it's true and sometimes there's things you can do about it and sometimes there's things that you can't do about it because you gotta you gotta you gotta play the cards that are dealt to you but she said you know what it it, it hit me the other day she said just how quick it passes by just how quick life goes how I suppose you could put any type of platitude on it that you want, you know, the life is fleeting, whatever. But her, her addendum to that was it, it hit me how quickly it passes by. I want to enjoy everything now. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to wait for it. Now, obviously you can't, some things you have to wait for, mm-hmm. but but some things you don't. But a lot of times we in put your anticipation off. of what is not there, you miss what is. Mm-hmm. And you need to, and, and I think as we age as people physically and mentally, you you know, my mother said many years ago, and I, I thought it was, I look back on it and think very wise. She said, honey, just, just try and mm-hmm. enjoy being I know. where you are. Right. That's a, that's a, that's a. Enjoy being 35. Mm-hmm. You know, don't lament that you're no, you know, whatever. You're no longer 30. And with my age now, with some of the physical lack of, you know, my tennis game is not what it was mm-hmm. 20 years ago. I, I, I'm aging. That's a little bit difficulty mm-hmm. for, for me because I have a, a performance vanity, if you will. Sure. I don't like losing. Losing. Right. I don't like the physical age being what I feel less as a physical robustness I don't know too many people that do but when you're right. when you're particularly active you notice that more but you try I, I want to try and gracefully be where yeah. I'm at and it does come very quickly mm-hmm. uh, inside every old guy is a young guy screaming when you look in the mirror what the hell happened <laughs> what the hell happened and what happened ah! come on oh, Exactly. In the morning, how that you know, yeah. and uh, uh, I, I I I do think it's more than just a cliche to mm-hmm. just just like today. I mean, mm-hmm. I appreciate sitting here with my friend, yeah, that's and what... conversing, and and, <clears throat> and we've been in each other's life for quite mm-hmm. some time, but mm-hmm. we we. We we as we live life, we tend to take that for granted. Yeah. And that's it's, you know, I'm going to be here next true. Thursday to see Derek. Instead, you know, yeah. I I understand that, but I'm going to appreciate, try and appreciate that's to a, the fullest. That's a fine, of, fine thing, and sometimes difficult thing to do. It is is it to is. actually appreciate that that moment because uh, there's so many other things that go on. That that convolute and cloud that sense of, you know what it it is. There are so many cliches out there that that idea of count your blessings. Well, would you rather be this or that? 
it's it's very hard sometimes to dig in and say where's the positive of this where's the where's the part what can i appreciate about this when things are crumbling yeah, and, around and i think it helps to keep things fresh when when you try and do that each day and realize you're not always going to have that my wife and i have been married 34 years you've mm-hmm. been what 25 mm-hmm. and and so 34 years are you kidding that, me? i can yeah. hardly at time in my life i couldn't imagine being alive that long that's right and i've been married 34 years and 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 people will look and see see old and and your dad's there mm-hmm. jim and dick mm-hmm. there where they they've been together a lot and yet they each, I'm sure, as I do, mm-hmm. when I see my wife in her 50s now, yeah. I still see the beautiful, and she's still beautiful, sure. but the gal, I, I'll, I'll always see that face when I look at her, my young 20s bride. You're just saying that because you think she's listening she's to possibly, the show. <laughs> possibly listening right now. I wanted to... Just a, a little uh, thank you. Thank you for illuminating my, <laughs> my that beautiful devious plan. That, that beautiful sentiment that you have. Yes, yes. Turning it on its head. And I meant every word of it. And revealing the nefarious <laughs> intentions. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I blew that moment. That was, that was the worst thing to do ever. I know. <laughs> I'm sure that you. I'm sure that you meant it. I somewhere. might have gotten an extra hook. I know it. God, what am I thinking? I just see. You don't appreciate coming to the show as much anymore, do you? That's <laughs> now. Are you an intention guy? New Year's? Did you make a New Year's no. intention other than no? No. No. Okay. no. Nope. Get to the next day. Just we are similar in the lack of goal setting. Goals can yeah. be good for the right people. Yeah. Uh, but goal goal setting just like often I think, is unreasonable. People set unreasonable goals and then yeah. they fail to meet them and they become disappointed. In, I, that. in that way, I agree with Mike Mike Rowe. There was always uh, there is that idea that when you say let your passion lead you, or even goal setting, the direction that you're heading, uh, you always have to make sure is it am I going the right direction? Because nobody wants to nobody wants to go off crazy excited. Passion-filled, uh, you know, person just headed off to a goal, and because the further you go, the more off course you get. Yeah. So no, I don't. I don't make. Uh, I don't make New Year's resolutions. I don't even really have. I, I mean, you, you try and set goals. You try and come up with a direction that things are happening, but things come across your life, and you have to. And and that's what I found out, at least in my life, right right now. Uh, it's so hard to set a direction when when every day you're getting smacked with with something. There's always adjustment. It's just yeah. an adjustment. It, that's all it is. And so um, I think New Year's resolutions are a good way of disappointing yourself. They just they just are because my whole thing is. What makes January 1st so special? I understand it's a new, fresh start. You turn the calendar. But in reality, it was like December 31st. <laughs> and if you couldn't do it in 2014. Except for the Rose Bowl parade. What? Do you watch the parade? No. Oh, you don't watch the Rose Bowl no. parade? No. I don't sit and actively no. watch, but I do other things. Have it on. I mean, it's just amazing. 
What the the giant balloons? Is that what you're excited they're about? They're not the flowers, the floats. They're amazing. Oh, that's right, the rose bowls. The they're rose all bowl made out of flowers. Well, I mean, they're huge. Yeah, there's lots of flowers. No, Gus uh, Gus Schmidt went to that one. Year. Really? Yeah. No, I uh, no, I don't watch. He that. thought it was one of the great. I don't find great joy in that. I don't look at it. Maybe that's yeah. maybe the hey, you know what? Maybe during this year I should stop and smell the flowers, smell the roses. How's that? That fits into the rose bowl parade. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. It does. You should grow more. Anyway, my whole question is always this. If you couldn't do it in 2014, if you couldn't get up off the couch and do it in 2014, what makes you think you're going to do it in 2015? There has to be a realism. There has to be a dedication to it. And if I wasn't dedicated to doing it in 2014, unless something extraordinary happened, I don't know what's going to motivate me to do it in 2015. Yeah, it, no, that may be yeah, a it, negative it, it, a, it is. an it's idea, just, no, it's, it's, but that's it's, how I think it's of New Year's resolution. That's where the line is drawn yeah that yeah that's, you, you yeah. have to have a starting point and they can be good if they're reasonable they, absolutely you, they can but i have i have i have experience from people and and heard from people that when you when you make i would rather you wait until june and say now let's go so you don't have the stigma of new well, year's I, resolution i, I agree with that wait so. till february and then get going but don't put yeah. new year's resolution because you are bound to fail there's a happy thought of the day right there from Derek. And I'm just being real. I'm, I'm just, you know, it's kind of, it, it's kind of the idea. I hope that 2015 is going to be fantastic for people. If you've made a New Year's resolution, good for you. Stick to it. You won't. But there you have it. Oh, you're so negative this time. Oh, morning. I'm just being a realist. That's what I'm saying. Don't call it a New Year's resolution because it comes packed with garbage and trash that you don't want. Get rid of it. Start in June. Start in February. Start today. Today's my today's January the day. 8th. Yeah, on uh, what's his name's birthday? It's Stephen, Stephen Hawking's, Hawking's birthday, birthday resolution. That's you what you go. need to do. Join us here next Thursday, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. We will spin the Wheel of Truth again. Maybe there will be a lightning round. I'll do a gut check on you. We'll see what to do. But we want we want you to follow us on Facebook at Derek and George. Follow us on uh, our website, DerekandGeorge.com. So for everybody here at the Road Less Traveled, for everybody uh, here at the Derek and George Show, for George, for myself, uh, for Jimbo, who is in the producer's booth, even though it, I know where Jimbo is, it's like negative 25 degrees wind chill. It's not too warm here, but I'm looking at my security camera, and I can tell everybody that it's shining out. So we want to encourage you. Sun's out. Guns out. God bless.